You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. And if you find that, uh, and you find Revelation 2, go ahead and stand with me. And we're going to read Revelation chapter 2, and we'll read verses 8 through 11. And here we are. This is going to be uh, the sixth sixth uh, number, but it's really number seven. I don't know. I, I went number five and then 5B uh, because I didn't finish the message. And so this is the uh, number six in our uh, series of, Rev- of Revelation. And so Revelation's chapter number two, look with me at verse number eight. And we'll read here. Uh, join me on verse nine. We'll read down through verse number 11. Uh, I know thy, well, I'm sorry, uh, and unto the angel of the church in Smyrna write, these things saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich, and I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. And let's pray together. Father, we do thank you for your word. Lord, thank you for all the instruction that we receive from it. Lord, we not only see what has happened in the past, God, we see what you have given to us that will happen yet in the future. And a lot of admonition is given to us here in this book. And I do pray that our minds would be opened. I pray that our hearts would be challenged And Lord, just uh, teach us tonight. So uh, those that are here in person and those that are uh, online, Lord, every one of us have set this time aside. Uh, We are here because we want to uh, know your word. We want to know you better. And so I pray that this would be a profitable time. We love you and we pray that you'd meet with us for Christ's sake. Amen. You can be seated. So here we are in the uh, second church of the seven churches that are listed here uh, to in Asia Minor. And so John here was, uh, and it was the revelation of Jesus Christ. And uh, we have these letters, these seven letters that went to the seven angels or the seven pastors, uh, seven messengers uh, of the different churches. And so each one of these messages, they, these letters, they went out. Now, you and I have all seven of them. These churches got one. It was a letter to that church. It wasn't the entire book was written out and sent to 
uh, all of them. There was a letter. It was a, uh, an admonition. It was some instruction uh, to these different churches. And so uh, that instruction, when you are given instruction to your children, uh, you, you, uh, if there is one that you're instructing, uh, you pull them aside and you give them that instruction. Uh, and it's usually not a group event unless everybody is needing that same instruction. Uh, and here we have these letters uh, that were sent to the seven churches. And uh, of course, we, we have the compilation of them. Uh, when they had the, the letters that were uh, these different epistles, uh, it went to uh, the church at Ephesus. There was the epistles to the Philippians and the Galatians. And, and so when we look at these, uh, we have them all in one book. Uh, but these individuals, they were receiving this truth. And so last, uh, the first church was the church of Ephesus. The church of Ephesus is called the careless church. That was the church who lost their first love. And they, they had to uh, return to the Lord in that area. When we look at uh, this church called the church of Smyrna, uh, the church of Smyrna is categorized as the crowned church. Uh, this church, uh, as well as one other, there are only two of the seven that were not given uh, correction. Uh, so the church of Smyrna uh, is only uh, the things that have happened to them and this admonition in this letter, uh, there, there was no correction given to this church. Uh, they're not saying that they were uh, faultless uh, because a church is people. And so, uh, so there are sinful people. We are all sinful. We all have our failures. Uh, but as a church, as a body of believers, the Lord didn't correct them for uh, any major uh, failures like he did the church of Ephesus. And we'll look at the others as well. Now, if you were looking at a map, and I didn't get one tonight, but if we were looking at a map, and you would have Jerusalem over here and the Mediterranean Sea, and then you would follow up across, and uh, right uh, then you would come into the Aegean Sea, uh, and right along the, uh, the coast of the Aegean Sea, you will find Ephesus, and then 40 miles north of that, uh, you will find Smyrna. Uh, and so uh, these, were, uh, these were places, and the seven churches, they say, were all on a trade route. If you were to, uh, to travel on the normal route uh, of trade during those days, these were different key places that uh, people would go to. It was, they were major uh, places, major uh, cities, if you would. And the word Smyrna here, is, it's, a, it's a word that is tied to the word myrrh. And if you remember, uh, myrrh was a, a spice that they would use in burial. Uh, they, they say that myrrh, uh, it represents bitterness. And so this church, uh, this place of Smyrna, uh, it's in its very name, the name of Smyrna uh, represents bitterness. And Smyrna was a, was a key place in Bible uh, days. Uh, it, was, it was a place where there was much persecution. Uh, it was the, 
focal point uh, of, of some of the, uh, the leaders in the Roman Empire. Uh, and when they went after Christians, Smyrna was a location that they leveled. Now, Smyrna is a city that is in modern-day Turkey, and it is uh, the city of Izmir today, same location. Uh, it's still in existence, and so uh, a, lot of, a lot of history there. Uh, so let's look again uh, at this church, and we'll try to glean some things tonight that I think will be a help to us as we, as we look at it. Uh, back at verse number 11, he, or verse number 8, I'm sorry, he said, Under the angel of the church in Smyrna write, These things saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. And so here, first of all, I want you to see four things tonight. As we look at this passage and look at this church, uh, we see that there were some, number one, powers that were identified. We see some, some two opposing powers. Uh, right off the bat, uh, 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 these things saith the first and the last. You know what? You don't get to be a greater power than the Lord Jesus Christ. And here, the first and the last, uh, we're referencing the Lord. Uh, these things saith he, uh, or saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. And what a blessing here. Uh, the Lord is revealing himself uh, to this church, and he identifies himself with them. And you see the power. Uh, here he is, the Prince of Peace, uh, the first, the last, uh, the eternal, eternality of his deity. Uh, we just see the Godhead here. He is the first and the last. He which was dead and is alive. And what a blessing that we don't serve a dead Savior. Uh, we serve a risen Savior. And so just the power that he has. And he, he starts out this uh, letter to these individuals, this admonition uh, to this church, and he starts with who he is. He starts out with his greatness and his power. You know what? No matter what we go through in life, we just got to keep our eyes on how great he is. You know, life isn't always great, is it? There are things in life that aren't always great. There are things in life that we would not choose if we were to, uh, to, to, to put out what we want out of life. There are a lot of things that I would not embrace and, and try to bring into my life. Uh, but when we keep our eyes on who He is, all that just sort of fades away. And here the Lord is, uh, is letting them know. He's, he's reminding them who He is. He's reminding them of His power. His power and His might and His ability to conquer. There is no other conqueror that's greater than our Lord. And so uh, he is revealing that to him. We see the Prince of Peace, but we also uh, we see uh, the power, the power of the Prince of Peace, the power of darkness. Look at verse number 9. He said, I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but, but are the synagogue of who? 
the synagogue of Satan. So here we see another power. We see a power uh, of the evil one. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison. So this power uh, of this, this individual, of Satan, he had power to be able to cast some, some of these believers into prison. So we have these opposing powers. We have darkness and we have light. Uh, we have life and we have death. Two different polar opposite powers. Uh, and, and, and here, as he is going to cast some of them into prison, that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days, be thou faithful unto, what? Death. And I will give thee a crown of life. The Lord is telling them that the, the evil one is going to persecute them some of them into prison and others to death. So, two great powers, but the greatest power is the Lord. There is a battle that is going on every day, and we might not see it, but there is a, there is a, there is a battle between the forces of God and the forces of Satan, the forces of light and the forces of darkness, the uh, forces of good and the forces of evil. And, uh, and the Lord here is identifying these different powers. Uh, but, of course, he started out revealing his great power. Uh, and so uh, some, uh, some believe that uh, this was... It is said here that uh, that there were uh, that they would be tried, uh, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. Now that ten days, uh, now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. There are a lot of suppositions of what those ten days represent. Some some people believe there are ten literal days. Other people believe that ten days represented a time of waiting. And, and if you do a Bible study, I went through and I just studied the phrase out 10 days. And what you find is that uh, it was a phrase that was used. And, and some of them was not re- referring to 10 literal days, but it was literally just a, uh, a waiting time, an unknown time. And so uh, others believe that uh, it was uh, part of Domitian. Uh, he was one of the uh, rulers, the, the Roman emperors, and he had a 20-year reign uh, during uh, this, uh, this time of this church, and the last 10 years of his reign was he was persecuting Christians to death. And so, uh, so some believe that, that those 10 days represent the last 10 years uh, of Domitian's, uh, his, his life or his empire. Uh, we don't know, but what we do know is it's only for a time. Persecution is going to come. Yea, and all that live godly in Christ shall suffer persecution. Persecution comes. This church and this group of believers here in Smyrna, they were facing persecution, many to prison uh, and many to death. And so uh, we see the different powers. We see uh, that this persecution is not unlimited. It will come to an end. 
And it may come to an end with the end of us. But it will come to an end. And, and here, uh, that power, the devil, and the devices, the tools of evil uh, were persecuting this group of believers. So we first, we see the power. Secondly, I want you to see the peril. The peril. There was, there was persecution, and this was great persecution. Uh, he said, I know thy works, and tribulation, verse 9, and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they're Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Now, uh, in this peril, we find that there are persecutors. There are persecutors. Now, when we think about the power of the evil one, he has power. But he has, he has people that he uses. Just like God uses people, Satan uses people. And he uses people to bring persecution. And, and these, these persecutors were there. Uh, and he said, he said, I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not. Now, as I was studying this out and I was looking at this word blasphemy, the word blasphemy is the Greek word blasphemia. Uh, and that word is literally the word slander. When we think about blasphemy, we think about somebody saying something about God. And here in this persecution, the Lord said, I know the, bla I know the blasphemy of them that say they're Jews and are not. Uh, what, what was this? This was a group of people that said they were part of the nation of Israel. They were part of the, the elect. They were part of the family of God. Yet they were blasphemers. But it wasn't blaspheming God. It was the persecution of the believers in Smyrna. It was slander. It was these attacks that were going on. Uh, the word blasphemia is the word slander. Uh, you go through and, and break it out. Abusive words falsely spoken that damage a person's reputation. And the Lord here is saying, that's what this persecution was. It was an attack by those who said they were a part of the family of God, but they weren't. And they were blasphemers. They were, uh, they were slanderers. They were uh, individuals that uh, had abusive speech. Uh, they were blasphemous. They were attacking true believers under the guise of spirituality. And the Lord knows. He calls out this behavior, and he shows the behavior, and he, he takes it as an affront. Inasmuch as you have done unto the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. Uh, and so here, uh, this, these individuals uh, that were uh, persecuting the church, the believers here, uh, they were slanderous individuals. So we see the slander. He said they were the synagogue of Satan. The word synagogue means congregation. Congregation. He said they say that they are Jews and are not. The Lord calls them out. Hey, these aren't mine. He says they are the synagogue of Satan. He does not say they are of the synagogue of Satan. 
He said they are the synagogue of Satan. They are the congregation of Satan. They are the congregation of the evil one. And and with that, they are the synagogue of Satan. Not that they're of the synagogue of Satan. They are the congregation of Satan. Uh, Look at Revelation 12.10. Revelation chapter 12 and verse number 10. Revelation 12.10, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength, and the kingdom of our God, and the power of His Christ. For the accuser of the brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. You know, uh, the devil is the accuser of the brethren. He's the slanderer. He is the accuser. And, and here he was saying that these persecutors, they were persecuting this group of believers, uh, and they were called the assembly of slanderers, if you would. Uh, the assembly of the injurious. They were the assembly of the accusers of the brethren. And we see that there is a false profession of faith. They say they are Jews and are not. You know, it doesn't matter what somebody, somebody just professes. Whoever they are, it comes out. And whether people recognize, there's a God in heaven who does recognize. He knows exactly what's going on. The false professors of faith, the false professors of the family of God. Uh, these persecutors were identified by their attack of this group of believers. And, uh, and we see that uh, this word blasphemia is used over and over again. And there's instruction on how we are to conduct ourselves. And, and we'll, we'll look at these verses. Take your Bibles, go to Ephesians chapter number 4. Ephesians chapter number 4. And let's look at verse 31 and 32. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Ephesians chapter 4, look with me at verse 31 and 32. Here I was uh, earlier, I had been uh, studying out in the Greek and I had my Textus Receptus out and I'm going through and finding uh, the, uh, uh, all of the, the, some of these uh, words and I'm, I am reminded uh, by how much I still need to learn when it comes to Greek. Uh, but uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31, 32, the Bible says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and what? That word evil speaking is the Greek word blasphemia, which means slander. It's the exact same word. He said, Let all of that be put away from you with all malice. Be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. And as believers, we are not to be slanderers. Amen. That's not, that's not God's plan for us. And the slander identifies us with the accuser of the brethren. It identifies us as a behavior that is not becoming of Christians. It's not becoming of the household of faith. This is not something that's acceptable. We're not supposed to be slanderers. Uh, Colossians chapter 3. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. 
Colossians chapter 3. Look at verse number 8. Colossians chapter 3. And look with me at verse 8. He said, But now ye also put off all these, anger, wrath, malice. What's that word? Next one? Blasphemy. Slander. He's not talking about blasphemy of the Holy Ghost. He's not talking about blaspheming God. He's talking about slander, and he's talking about slandering people. All right? So, blasphemy or slander, filthy communication out of your, out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds. So he's saying that slander, he's saying that this blasphemy, this is the old man. This is, this is not a believer. This is not somebody who is following their faith. This action is not an action of the faithful. This is not an action of a godly individual. And so uh, here he, he's calling this out, this blasphemy, this, this slander. Uh, Go to 1 Timothy chapter 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6. First Timothy chapter number 6. Look at verse number 3. It says, If any man teach otherwise and consent not to wholesome what? Words even to the words of our Lord Jesus Christ and to the doctrine which is according to godliness. He is proud. So he's talking about those that are teaching otherwise, somebody that is not holding to what uh, that he was given of the Lord. He said he is proud, knowing nothing, but doting about questions and strifes of words whereof come envy, strife, railings. That word railing, is the word blasphemia. It's the same word. It is the word slander. Uh, Evil surmisings, uh, the word surmising there is conjecture. Trying to come up with something, trying to uh, to build something that is not there. And God is saying, listen, uh, this, this is... Uh, something that should not be taught. We should be teaching that which is wholesome, that which was godly. So wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus. Uh, and then it shows that the, the, uh, the pride uh, and the immaturity, knowing nothing. Uh, this, this was the, uh, the, uh, the information that God is revealing about those that are slanderous. Go to Mark chapter 7. Mark chapter 7. Mark chapter 7, look at verse 20. And we'll read down through verse 23. And he said, that which cometh out of the man, and and if you have a red letter edition, who is talking here? The Lord Jesus Christ. That which cometh out of the man, that defileth the man. For from uh, that defileth the man. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, and evil eye. What's that next one? Blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. And God is just saying, this is, this is the 
persecution. This was this slander, the blasphemy that was going on. Now, the church at Smyrna, these assembly of believers at Smyrna, had been the object of blasphemy. They had been the object of slander. Uh, And uh, so the attack uh, was an attack of the individual people there. And they were were being attacked. Uh, They were being uh, maligned. They were being uh, uh, an injurious affront had been put against them. Uh, Go to Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6. Look at verse 45. Luke chapter 6, verse 45. It says, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. You know what? We better be aware of what goes on around us. And we just better be aware of of what's taking place, and we better be aware of what we partake in and what we are a part of. Uh, So here uh, we just see that uh, there were perpetrators. These were individuals that were persecuting uh, the the believers there in Smyrna. So there was that persecution. Uh, The perpetrator, uh, look back at Revelation chapter number 2, and we'll look at verse number 10. Revelation 2.10, you're not listening very fast, so, uh, so we, we got to hurry here. All right, Revelation chapter 2, verse 10, he said, Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried, that ye shall have tribulation ten days, but be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee uh, uh, a crown of life. So you see that there was the perpetrator of these persecutions, this peril that these believers were, were under. There was the devil, there was his demons, but there were also devices. There were people that the devil was using. Uh, and we've got to remember uh, Ephesians six twelve. we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And, and so there's a battle. We go back to those powers. There are two powers that are going on. Uh, and we have to realize that uh, the Lord is the one who sometimes allows peril to come into our life. And uh, we just have to make sure that we are staying faithful to Him. So we see the powers. We see the peril. Thirdly, I want you to see the profession the profession. Go back to uh, verse number 9, Revelation 2. He said, I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. So we have the, the, uh, uh, the, the uh, profession of Christ. Uh, he, he says here, I know. I love those two words right there. He says, I know. I know what you're going through. I know the battles that you're facing. And the Lord professes to the believers that he knows what they're enduring. Aren't you glad we have a God who knows? When we don't know, he does. 
When we don't understand, He does. And the profession here is that the Lord knows. Uh, he ha- we have a God who knows our deepest heartaches. Hebrews 4.15, For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like, at, like uh, as we are yet without sin. And so here the Lord says, I know what you're going through. You remember, I was persecuted. Remember, I had persecutors. I had people that were coming against me. I had a peril that he uh, experienced. He says, I know. Uh, so he sees and he feels and he understands. And, and there, is, there is the profession that there will be justice and there will be truth. You know, there's coming a day when the unknown will be unturned. And it will be made known. And we see that he is a just God and he is a true God. So we see the, the profession of Christ, but we also see the profession of the Christian. Look at, look at these believers and the Lord is looking at them. And he said, he said uh, uh, to these people, he said, uh, let's see, I know thy works and tribulation and poverty. Uh, the Lord knew their deeds. Their works. He knew what they were. He was watching. He knew the deeds of these believers in Smyrna that were persecuted. He knew the distress that they were facing, the tribulation that they were enduring. So we see the deeds and we see the distress. We see the destitution, the poverty that they they experienced. And the word poverty is not just uh, they didn't have uh, all of the wants. Uh, It is absolute destitution. They had nothing. Everything was taken from them. Uh, they had nothing. They had no homes. They had no possessions. Uh, we, we look in the first century uh, and then uh, later again uh, how Christians have found themselves in the catacombs and Christians have had to, uh, to flee everything just to be able to save their life. And these believers in Smyrna, the poverty that they face as a result of the persecution as the result of the attack of Satan, uh, they, they were destitute. The Lord saw their uh, deficiency and their depletion and their debt and the deficit that they had, uh, the destitution. Uh, and this church, they were not rebuked as the other churches were. They were, they were praised because of their, their works. They were praised because of their response to the tribulation. They were, they were praised because in their poverty, they were staying faithful to the Savior. I wonder how long or what it takes to get us to quit serving Christ. I mean, what event would it take for us to walk away? These believers, they had a, they had a persecution that was something that we have never begun to experience, yet in that persecution, it didn't push them away, it drew them nearer. So we see the powers, the peril, the profession. Lastly, we see the promise. Look at verse number 10, Revelation 2.10. 
Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. But be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. You be faithful unto death, I will give you a crown of life. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. And what's he saying? Hey, listen, it gets better from here. Uh, and if you are a child of God, you will not be hurt by the second death. Uh, there is the, the first death lost its sting for the believer. And the second death has no hold on us. Why? Because death had no hold on, I am the first and the last, he that was dead and is alive. He's got uh, the power over that. And so uh, we see here that these believers, uh, they, were, they were given a promise, be thou faithful unto death and I will give thee a crown of life. You know, the Lord, the Lord is a just Lord. He's a, he's a God who, who not only sees, he rewards. Your child does something that is good, and what do you want to do? You want to do something good for them. You see them take steps and their successes, and uh, what do you see? Uh, you see that there's just a natural desire to want to uh, praise and bless, and God is a wonderful heavenly Father. And he takes care of us. And the expectation is that we will just be faithful. He didn't say we have to understand. He didn't say we have to like it. He just said, be faithful. And when problems come, be faithful. When peril comes, be faithful. Why? Because there's a promise. There's a promise, and he rewards us for following him. Father, I pray that you'd help us. Thank you for just your goodness and, Lord, the wonderful truths that you have given to us in your word. And I pray that you would help us, uh, Lord, just to be faithful. Help us to be faithful to truth. Help us, Lord, to be faithful to you. And then, Lord, as, uh, as this uh, body of believers experienced so much opposition yet they were faithful to you. I pray that you would help us in these days, Lord, to be faithful to you as well. And Lord, persecution will come and peril will come. But Lord, I pray that you'd help us to take some uh, strength from the testimony of these believers and help us to be faithful to you as well. For Christ's sake, we pray. Heads bowed, I... Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you.